Hey everybody, welcome back. This is From Idea to Reality, the Magendum Podcast with Elvin Freitas. So this is my third interview with Christine. I found her uh, via LinkedIn. She's a finance coach and she is amazing. Um, I love her uh, LinkedIn videos. She is so chill and laid back and zen. And you'll find out more about why in the interview, during the interview. And she just has a great story of how she quit her job and, and had her right big idea and just made it happen. And it's beautiful. Um, I do want to say that I apologize about the beeping in the background when you hear that. We had some uh, difficulty, technical difficulties. So we had to uh, find another way to put it together. But we did. We figured it out. There was a problem. We solved it. We figured it out. I mean, it's not the greatest quality, but it's still fantastic content. So I apologize about that. Um, but enjoy the interview and I'll be back after. I'm a personal finance money coach. I started my uh, business three years ago in 2016, part time while I was working in corporate. So I, um, I built my business slowly, worked nights and weekends. And then finally, May of this year, I decided to take the leap and quit my corporate job and do this full time. So wow. I've been six months now and I really, really love it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not turned, you know, I'm so glad I made, took the leap and I'm not looking back. It's, it's just yeah. amazing to be your own boss, running your own show and yeah, pretty much running your own business the way you want it to be. Wow. That's amazing. So you're in California? Yes, I'm in uh, Silicon Valley, California. Gotcha. And now, can, this is uh, 2016, you said, right? When you started uh, your uh, business? Yes. Oh, on the side? Yeah, September 2016 when I started part-time. Okay, so you're working at a uh, good job. And, um, oh, wait, before we go in, I would like to ask guests, are you a sports fan? Are you into sports? Uh, not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Would you go to college? I, I did go to college. So um, I went to college when I was in the Philippines. So I'm Chinese, oh. born and raised in the Philippines. Oh, cool. When did you come over to the, to the States? When I moved here in 2000. Oh, okay. Got it. Wow. And uh, if you don't mind sharing, how old were you when you came in? Uh, I was 20. Oh, okay. Got it. Cool. So that's why the sports culture, not really your, your thing. Because you, by, by the time you got here, you already had graduated college from the Philippines, and then I'm, I'm assuming you got here and you started working right away? Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote an article, um, I think a couple of days ago. The title is, I am an immigrant. So I, um, it's on my blog, on my website. So I was sharing about, you know, um, you know uh, my life moving here. I worked right away only because, um, you know, I didn't have money. At 20, I was kicked out from my home. <laughs> that's, wow. another, that's another long story to go to. But, um, yeah, I was kicked out at 20, I mean, a couple of months after I moved in with my aunt because she pretty much uh, petitioned for me, for my mom, and all her kids kind of just immigrated with her because if you're under 18, you can immigrate with your, uh, no, under 21, you can immigrate with your parents. So we live with her, but, um, you know, she kicked me out a few months later. So I had to kind of uh, survive on my own. So I, um, I wanted to continue my studies because I, in the Philippines, you go to college at the age of 16. We don't have, we don't have the middle school, two years middle school. 
So yeah. I was already, um, I would have graduated had I stayed in the Philippines that year, but I really wanted to come to America. It's like my dream. So when I came here, like, um, you know, I was kicked out. I didn't have money in the bank. And if you're not a California resident, so the public schools is like $100 per unit. So I couldn't afford that at the time. So I decided to wait till I become a California resident. You have to work one year first. Uh, no, I should live here one year to be a California resident. So I decided to work, um, you know, just really work my butt of the first year. So I did I did any job I could get, which is uh, a data entry. So I was working long hours, like I think 20 to 30 hours overtime, just so I can make a lot of money, save money. Wow. Then one year later, I um, continued my education. I, um, I transferred to a community college. And then I was still working. I've always been working full time, just going to school at nights and uh, weekends or whatever's available. And then I just continued to do that for five more years till I graduated from my bachelor's in computer science. Wow. So where'd you go to community college and then where'd you go to, uh, to get your bachelor's? So community college, I actually went to many places, like whatever's available in the Bay Area for the classes I need. So I went to like maybe two or three different community college because like it didn't really matter at the end of the day I can just uh, submit and transfer my credentials to, um, yeah. to the university so I went to California State University Hayward but now they rename it to uh, California State University East Bay because it's in the East Bay area mm-hmm. so I, um, I was going to class at night and um, yeah so and then I finished in 2005 so it was five more years later <laughs> Yeah. And, and so um, did you get your, your bachelor's in business administration and finance? What did you get your degree in? Yeah, my bachelor's is in computer science. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So then after that, you got the corporate job right away or you did some other things before that? Oh, no, I, I got lucky. So I, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, before I got my degree for the first five years, I was doing data entry. Then I, I, I became an ad- administrative assistant. Then I went to like HR technician, you know, mostly it was just data entry. And then like maybe one or two more jobs like that. So then as soon as I finished my um, undergrad, so I applied for an official like real job in my opinion. So I got a, a data analytics job. So that was um, that was actually at First Data, which is they were, um, they were partnering with Wells Fargo. So it was kind of a partnership between the Wells Fargo payment services. Okay, got it. And so um, let's now forward to how did you get to this idea of wanting to do it on your own? I mean, that's very interesting to me. How do, was it someone, a mentor or something you read, something you listened to, something you always kind of had in, in the back of your mind? And then talk us through that whole process, how you came up with the idea to start your own thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was, uh, I think sometime early 2016, I hired a life coach because, um, you know, I broke oh. up, from a, I broke up from a relationship. Oh, actually he broke up with me and I was, I had, you know, it was a major heartbreak for me. So I, yeah. uh, so I ended up hiring a life coach and so, yeah, um, I also started my spiritual journey and, um, wow. so that whole year of 2016 was mostly, um, I was mostly, um, you know, in a spiritual path, trying to get to know myself and then trying to do a lot of reflection, meditation. So then life coach helped me and, um, you know, like, uh, 
figure out what I really want because computer science wasn't really my passion and data mm. analytics wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into what I was doing. Like, you know, I was just making money and then using that money, you know, for my hobbies, traveling, whatever. I mean, I made good money, but you, I wasn't so satisfied, you know, with yeah. this yeah. working. Plus that the corporate life wasn't, I wasn't really into the corporate life. I, w- I didn't like corporate hierarchy, the politics. It was, it was just not for me. And then I was always admiring my life coach. Like, I was like, wow, you, you're your own boss. You're a solopreneur. <laughs> you make, are you yeah. making money? Like you're yeah. like, and then like, I was like, I just love the lifestyle. I was like, wow, you get to work whatever you want. You get to take the day also. I've always wanted that. And so she told me, well, why don't you start, um, you know, doing coaching? And then she knows that I'm really into money and finance. And she said, why don't you do start financial coaching? And I was like, but who would pay for me? And then like, I didn't really <laughs> like, who would pay for my services. So, yeah, I, so she, awesome. she told me, well, why don't you start doing it for free first? So I did it for free at first uh, to my friends and my family who, who could use my help when it comes to finances. So I did that maybe um, three or five of them. And she told me, yeah, like um, if they're happy with your services, maybe ask them to write you a review or recommendation. So I think after I got several reviews or recommendation online, then, um, then it started picking up after that five free session. Then I think people were starting to find me online and like, I'm like, Oh wow, this could actually work. And at that time I was so, um, tempted to really quit my job. And my life coach told me, no, do not do that. That's like the worst yeah, thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> especially when you're just starting a business. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't quit my job because I, I would have been really stressed and like, you know, it, it, it took like three years for me to even like build my business. And so I'm glad I took wow. the time. I mean, you know, it was 2016. So this is 2019. So two and a half years before I quit my job. And I'm glad I allowed two and a half years to build my business on the side before I actually took the lift. Wow. So it was the life coach that kind of got you thinking about what you wanted to do and your big idea. And the big idea is basically, I want to do this on my own. I want to help people with financial literacy. And yep. then, so you're still working full time and then you're helping out your, I love that you went to your friends and family and did it for free. And mm-hmm. so did you, did you put up a, a website? And cause you said you had them do reviews for you. So did you buy the URL? Did you buy WordPress? Did you do your website? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm the type of person who likes to keep my overhead low. So I did my own website. I did it through Weebly.com because I have a computer uh, yeah. science background. So it wasn't uh, too hard for me to, but Weebly is like so easy. Anyone could do it. So I didn't, um, I was going to do the WordPress, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want to have to go to the learning curve. So I just did Weebly and then all my website are right now in Weebly. And the reviews, um, they're on my website. And also, I open up a Yelp page and a Google page. So that's where um, that got started. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Okay. So uh, I love these kind of stories. So tell me, now you were doing this for free. So how did you get your first paid customer? What's the story behind that one? Yeah, it's so funny. Actually, this this older guy... (laughs) He retired. So for some reason, he found my website. I don't know what he was Googling for. So he found my website. 
And then so he just like called me and then said, hey, can you help me with the budgeting for the retirement and like just figuring out, you know, my retirement stuff, whatever. And then mostly it was mainly the budgeting thing. So yeah, I helped him and then we talked for like maybe two hours in the beginning. You know, he likes to chat a lot. And then <laughs> so I helped him for a couple more sessions. And then like at that time, like I wasn't comfortable and didn't know how much to charge. So I just kind of yeah. like, just pay me whatever you want. So I think when he wow. paid me, I was like so happy with like, oh my God, I get money from my side business. So, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get that first uh, a paycheck, I guess, you know, um, um, from, the time, from the time you started until the time you got the funds? You know, actually, um, yeah, I think it was pretty quick because like I did my three or five free ones within yeah. a month. And probably I got my first pay in October. Oh, okay. All right. So that, that was pretty quick. That's great. Yeah. All right. So then now you're doing uh, this on the side and you got your website going on. Are you using social media to get more clients? I'm assuming you're doing referrals. What kind of uh, marketing strategies are you using to get more clients during this time? Because this is your side hustle now. So you're still working full time. Yeah. So I assume it's like you come home and you get the weekends and you're doing this on the side. So what was going on during that time? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was still working nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, so all my all my sessions were all nights and weekends. So basically, um, my marketing, I think it was mostly from Yelp, like it was mostly people mm. finding me or like finding me through Google or Yelp, and then they set up time to talk with me. Yeah. Most of it came from there, actually. And then some maybe Facebook, because I create a Facebook business page. And then some people, um, yeah, there were some from Facebook too. And then I, oh, I, I started Instagram, but I, I'm not very good with Instagram. So I didn't get a lot of traction there, but, um, yeah. yeah, so it was Facebook, Yelp, Google, and maybe some referral here and there. Okay. And then how about LinkedIn? Has LinkedIn kicked in yet? Oh, you know what? Um, okay. <laughs> with LinkedIn. Okay. So before I quit my job, actually, I became very, very active on LinkedIn only in September, actually. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So before that, I, I mean, I didn't really get LinkedIn. I was like, what's LinkedIn for? Like, I literally just <laughs> go there. Okay. Update. Like I, I got a new job, whatever. But I didn't really think of it as a place to market or to even like be part of. Like it was yeah. like a professional yeah. network. So no, mm -hmm. I want to. I wasn't really on LinkedIn much at all. It was it was really a mystery to me. So, but I think because when I quit in May, so of course when this is your full time gig now, right? So you yeah. you pretty much um I did a video one time like you know eighty percent of your job is actually working on the business, twenty percent mm. is working in the business. So really, the session yeah. time with clients doesn't really take too much of your time. The one that takes the most time is actually all the marketing, the sales. Yeah. Yeah. admin i mean i do everything right so it's like 80 percent of my time going through that and on top of that i was studying for my enrolled agent um irs enrolled agent examination which is um it's a tax uh, designation given by the rs so i was always busy with doing all of that and then marketing and in between so i was always thinking of new ideas and so i think i just start yeah you know what? why not try linkedin so um, so what i did was um I uh, I end up researching. Oh yeah, how what can I do with LinkedIn? Because I really have no idea what to do with LinkedIn. I tried to post there, but I literally only have like 
two, three, five likes. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Nobody's like seeing me. So, yeah. so what I did, I actually ended up hiring a LinkedIn coach. So she, ah. um, yeah, so she really helped me and um, it was a money worth investing. So I'm really happy. She really helped me gain traction, what to post, content, my branding and stuff like that. So, and yeah, and then that's, where I am in, that's how we found each other, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So let's take a deeper dive into uh, right before you decided to quit and go full time. I mean, that just must have been so difficult. I can't, I can't even imagine. Tell me, like, what were you thinking? How did you feel? Did you have remorse? What after you quit the job? What were, what were the struggles? What were the highlights? Kind of walk us through that whole process because that's, I mean, I. I'm very curious to know like, how you went through that process. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, um, I actually even wrote a blog about this because it was a really hard decision. So yeah. basically, I wrote a blog about how my first month after I quit my job went. So because um, the thing was that, uh, so my last day was May 3rd. That was uh, on a Friday, May 3rd. I could always remember that day. So basically, <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think sometime March or April when I was still working, you know, in corporate, we go to the annual review, annual performance, like we're talking about what our career paths is. So I had a really good boss, actually. I mean, I have no issue with the people I work with. It wasn't really that reason I quit. So she was asking me, she, she kind of noticed that I wasn't really too happy with what I was doing. Because I can, um, you know, I mean, it's so, I'm so transparent with my facial expression that it's just so obvious. So she asked me, are you okay? So I think we got into that conversation about, yeah, I'm not so sure if I want to continue doing this. And I've always wanted to try being an entrepreneur and just, you know, just see how that goes because I've never done it. So she told me, um, she actually encouraged me, you know, Christine, like, Wow. do it but then the thing was that I was terrified because I was I've never been a full-time entrepreneur I just I don't know this life I don't know how it would be it just felt like a dream like oh wow can people really make money from being an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah so so yeah so it it um so I I I went through my budget I was looking to oh can I really afford this lifestyle because I want yeah. so much money how much do I need to make? Because I was like, at that time, I was charging much less. Um, you know, because when I since I quit, like, I had to really change a lot of my stuff, like, include my pricing structure and everything. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was calculating how much I was charging, and like, how many clients do I need per month to survive? So I was like, yeah, yeah I need a lot of clients. So it was like, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't so sure if I could do it. So, so I talked. I think. I posted on Facebook because I was in a lot of entrepreneurial groups. So I got a lot of support from this group. And then they even mm. uh, offered to help me uh, complimentary call with me. So I got on a call with a business coach and she told me, yeah, a lot of people need financial coaching, money coaching. That's such a big issue and stuff. And she told me, yeah, just change your pricing. Don't offer any more uh, per session Like you have to sell by the package. So so she helped oh. me. She helped me reprice my structure. So now I was offering. Then I switched to just per packages, and then um, and then what else? So she, I think that's mostly the change I did. And also she told me to just have more confidence and you know to mm. um, and I'm so also spiritual. So I I started reading this book about the law of attraction. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I was, um, yeah, so I, I decided to trust in that and then um, just do the best that I could. And I think 
I really, um, I had to look at the insurance as well because then I have to pay my own insurance. Yes. Yeah. Then I had to get my boyfriend on board because he's also terrified of me. <laughs> so, so it was, a, I had to go through a lot before deciding that, but I think, I think I told myself, okay, I kept holding off telling my boss what to do because she was kind of waiting on me to make a decision because she said, if I quit, then she has to decide how to replace me. So, or if I decide to continue, then she needs to know like which way I am, but I have to be committed to either one of the decisions. And I keep holding off my decisions that, yeah, I haven't decided, I haven't decided, but she knows that I was kind of not happy. So I think like finally one day after talking to so many people, going, looking at my spreadsheet every single day to see if I can afford it, looking at my business model. So finally one day I said, you know what, I'm going to do it for one year. And then, ah, see, okay. um, so I told myself, I'm going to do it for one year and see how things go. If I really don't make the money, I don't think I can do this, but at least I gave myself a year. Because the mm -hmm. worst case scenario is that I'll just go back to corporate. And then my friends told me, corporate will always be there. I will always have the skills to go back to corporate. So that's why I said, yeah, you know what? Okay, I'll do this. I'll give myself a year. I make sure I have enough savings. And then I may, and then, you know, just in case I don't make money, then at least I gave myself a year, gave myself a chance. So, so I think that was pretty much the turning point. And I said, okay, I'll do this. I have all the backup plans, savings, and and a year time frame to give myself a chance. And I, I went to my boss and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I gave them a one month notice actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. So now that you've been uh, doing it on your own, uh, how are things going? I'm just curious. Are you, are you thinking you could probably do this for more than a year based on how business is going? And, and, or are you thinking, wow, I, I'm going to have to go back in a year to the corporate world. How, how's it going so far? Yeah, so Elvin, it's, oh my God, it's been so amazing. So May was wow. my first month that I, um, my official first month. So May, June, July. So this is like the sixth month now. So my whole six months, I actually been profitable except for the month of July. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. That must be, yeah. feel so good. It must feel no. so amazing. Oh my God. Like in May, <laughs> like I was like, I, I don't know. I think I probably had like 10 clients. I was like, whoa, what happened? Wow. Like, I like, yeah, I actually was so amazed because like my business model is all about teaching my clients or people to be independent. So it's not about yeah. retaining them. So I know some people get scared with a business model where you don't have a retainer. That's why if you go to a yeah. financial advisor, they're like, hey, give me your money and you'll be on retainer, right? Then then the more clients they have, then they're pretty much on retainer. So it's easy money for them. So my model mm -hmm. is actually... I want people to be independent with money. I want to empower them with the money. So it's actually built on a model where they don't stay with me forever. So then that means that I actually need to have new clients every month. So it's kind of like negative incentive for business model, but then that's also <laughs> the question. I, I want, I really want everybody to feel empowered about their finances, that they can make the decision themselves. They, can, they know how investments work. They can do it themselves. They don't need to pay someone one percent fee or more because, you know, I don't give a specific investment recommendation because, you know, I'm not licensed for that, but I do educate them how investments work, you know, the asset allocation, risk diversification, and all that involves with investing. So they know that enough that they can um, do it themselves and they're, they're empowered to make decisions like that. So that's basically my business model. And then like, 
if you have the abundance mentality, like for me, like really, I only need maybe five, give or take five new clients a month. So if you think about it, five new clients times 12 months, that's 60 new clients. And then if I'm going to work till I'm 70, I really only need like, you know, 1800 total clients in my entire lifetime of working. So if I look at the entire population of the United States, like, <laughs> I mean, like there's plenty of people out there. So, so I, I think, I think people shouldn't be afraid of that because if I, if I look at it in the abundance mentality, like I look at it as a way I can help make a difference with 1800 new people. If I put someone on retainer, then I'm only helping those people forever. So I'd much rather help more people out there make a difference in their lives, change their relationship with money so they can feel empowered. They can have financial freedom because that's the entire mission of my company too. So everyone will attain financial freedom, whatever that means to them, like getting out of debt, quit your job, retire early, you know, building a great relationship with money, whatever that means to them. So that's, that's my entire, you know, what I really am so passionate on, on helping everyone. Yeah, that you know what? I can feel that through. It's amazing. I, I'm sure the listeners can. I can feel your passion. Not only that, but I can feel your happiness. My, you, you seem so happy. <laughs> you Thank love you. and enjoy what you're doing. And, the, and your mindset is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, having those coaches really paid off. I mean, it's mm-hmm. your mindset. I love the way you put that together. I never really thought about it that way, you know. Yeah. If you think about how many you need and living by, you know, abundance, you have to you have to live by just certain standards, your needs, you know what you you know what type of lifestyle you want. And I think that's so important. You say, hey, I know what type of lifestyle I want. This is what I'm going to go get. And this is what I need to get that. And I'm, I'm going to help people on my way there. And I, and I just think that's fantastic. So I applaud you for that. That's it's wonderful to hear. Yep. Thank you. So what comes next now, Christine? What's, what's, your, what's your goal um, for the next uh, six months here? I mean, you just want to continue to get those five clients uh, per month. Um, and then... Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to do other businesses? Is this something that you would just want to do full time? Um, where, where are you going for he- from here? Um, yeah, you know, someone has asked me that question. Hey, Christine, do you want to expand, you know, become bigger, whatever? And to me, like for me, I'm happy being a solopreneur. I love this. I, I don't want to have to worry about managing more employees, whatever. So I, I love running my own show. I love being on my own. So so my goals really, I just finished my tax um, certification. So I'm just waiting for the IRS to send me my certificate, which it says I'm an enrolled agent. So basically in January, Feb- January to April, uh, tax season come out. I'm going to be very busy doing tax preparation. So taxes, all tax services are really included in my um, services. So I pretty much, it's almost um, you know full, full service shop from practical finance to the money mindset, money behavioral, to the tax stuff. So now my next step would be, um, I'm planning to finish my CFP classes, which is the Certified Financial Planner. So mm-hmm. I'm going to finish the class and probably, um, you know, take the test to get the designation. And then probably after that, I want to do the uh, retirement planning certification as well, because I'm, I'm interested in retirement planning. And I do get a lot of clients always asking me, oh, do I have enough money for retirement? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can do the planning for them now, but I, I'd rather also have the designation so I can also learn more about it. Because I'm sure there's probably more to learn than what I've learned in class already or on my own as well. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. Okay. So, um, 
if you had to leave the audience with some tips, tricks, some uh, guidance, some words of wisdom uh, for them to kind of follow their big ideas and come up with big ideas and, and follow through and make them reality, what would you say? Um, yeah, so I think the first, the number one step with anybody who comes to me is that I want, um, you have to build a really good relationship with money. So what does that mean having a good relationship with money? So I think that's, um, you just have to ask yourself, like, how, if, with your good friends, like, how do you know that your friend, you have a good relationship with the fr friends, right? So it's all about nurturing that relationship. So how do you nurture the relationship? So the first step is um, you have to um, have a budget. So the only reason for a budget is so you pay attention to your money. You know where your money is going. You are actually telling money where to go. So I know some people feel, okay, budget is like restricted, but not really because like this one, you have the power of your budget. You see where your money goes. You know exactly what goes in and out. So then to have a money date by um, actually paying attention to money, like at least once a week, look at your finances, how, are, how things went this, this week. So that's the basic foundation for anything because like from that budget, you can see how much you're really spending on a month-to-month -month basis. It's also the foundation to also do any retirement planning or retirement modeling. So my formula for retirement planning is actually very different than what you, you Google. Because Google always say that, oh yeah, like 80%, 70% of what you're making. But no, I don't base on that. I base on how much are you spending and how do you know how much you're spending? You have to track it. So the way yeah. to track it is some sort of budgeting system, whether Excel, Notepad, I don't know, mid.com, whatever tool you want to use. So then if you have the average, how much you spend, you know, for the, for the whole year or something, then you can kind of model or forecast how much you're going to need when you retire. So, cause I, I did my entire retirement model based on that one. And then I had like several financial planners actually review my model and they're like, wow, you have a great model. So then you can forecast different scenarios, right? And that's, that was the time I was able to confidently also quit my job because it wasn't going to drastically affect my retirement model. Like I can still yeah. retire and then now I can work till 70. I'm planning to work till 70 or even longer, you know, cause I really love mm. what I do till yeah. I can't do this anymore. And then like I can, I still have money till I'm 90. So I'm, I'm estimating I'm going to live till 90. So that's what the retirement model is about. Like you, will you have enough? If you officially retire at 65 till whenever age that, you know, maybe nine, just let's just assume till 90. And that's, and then how are you going to know? Then you have to know how much, what kind of lifestyle you want to run on. And how do you know how much you really need for that lifestyle? Well, that's based on the budget that you actually track every single month. Gotcha. Wow. Well, thank you so much. You have provided amazing value here. And I'm sure you, you being on LinkedIn, you see that all the time, right? And I'm sure those coaches tell you, you have created extremely great, valuable today. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. So where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, yeah. So um, just go on my website, uh, www.tayfinancialcoaching. So that's T-E-H, financialcoaching.com. That's actually my last name because my full name is Christine Tay. So I just made my entire business based on my last name. Or um, they can find me too on LinkedIn. I'm always active, as you know. So they can just, uh, <laughs> awesome. I accept, yeah, I accept pretty much everyone who connect with me on LinkedIn. So just 
feel free to follow or connect me there and then just message me i'm always you know um, available and then if you um if they are interested in my services they can always um schedule a complimentary chat and then that's through the website that they can go to and then schedule to talk to me anytime fantastic i'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people know how to get in contact with you, with you via your uh, LinkedIn profile and your website. So, Christine, thank you so, so much. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. Thanks again. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate this too. Thank you. So, there you have it. Um, I got to say that I love Christine's mindset. I just think it's fantastic how she wants folks to have a good relationship with money and to help them get uh, financial freedom, which is just so powerful. So I'm a big fan of that. And um, I thought that, that she provided a lot of value. And her again, her mindset when she talked about abundance and how she broke down, you know, she can keep working until 70 and then she has a uh, certain amount of clients that she wants to, to get. And she knows exactly what she wants and she's going to get it. And she got a mentor, a LinkedIn coach, and it was just fantastic. So... Uh, for those of you out there who uh, are thinking about, you know, your big idea, one of the first steps is is obviously to try to find someone who can coach you, can mentor you, and, and get you ready. So if you have the capability of doing that, uh, that seems to be very, very highly recommended. So, all right, so that's it for today. Um, let's see, we'll continue to do, I think, a few more interviews, and then we'll get back to my journey uh, of uh, the next step on the Magendum journey. So thank you for listening. Uh, Please feel free to download, uh, rate, review, share, and sorry about the horn in the back. (laughs) And um, always uh, appreciate your support. Thanks so much. This has been From Idea to Reality, the Magendum Podcast with Elvin Freitas.